you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. I'm Osted Voss here from the com. The com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys having us uh, over into your earbuds, those ears uh, that you have that uh, bring in all the sound and the wonderfulness of the Chris Voss Show, the Chris Voss Show family that loves you but doesn't judge you. As always, we have the most smartest authors, brilliant minds on the show for 15 years, three to four shows a day, 10 to 15, 20 shows a week. Uh, we bring you uh, some of the most amazing minds and authors and then just little old me with the mic. Uh, go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss, YouTube.com. And all those crazy places on the internet. Keep those five-star reviews coming. We love seeing them on the iTunes. It's so great. You go over there on the iTunes, put in for a uh, 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 five-star review, and we just love them, man. I just sit and cry when I weep when I see them, and I go, thank you. People love you. You know, we've seen podcasts where they buy, like, all the uh, all the reviews. Now, like, 20 episodes and 500 reviews. <laughs> and we don't do that. So, please, please. For the love of God, go give us a review. Uh, we have an amazing gentleman on the show who joins us today. He's written a really cool book with a really cool title that I like, and I may be a part of the cult. Uh, it, it is called How to Be a Better Procrastinator. This is part of his Super Achiever series. Uh, Patrick Shanahan is on the book with us, or on the uh, podcast today with us, uh, on his book that came out May 23rd. 2023 uh we're gonna be talking to him and he is the president of the sanahan group that plays in the higher education space and nonprofit sector his focus is on leadership development leadership transitions <coughs> and building great teams he's the author or co-author of around 12 different books and 50 published articles welcome to the show patrick how are you really good chris good to be here Good to have you as well. Uh, give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs, please. Sure. It's a, the Sanahan Group, S-A-N-A-G-H-A-N, one word, sanahangroup.com. And that'll take you to a website with a lot of good information. There you go. So you've written 12 different books uh, and uh, 50 different articles. Uh, awesome sauce. And so this is your latest book. Uh, give us, uh, why did you decide to write this one? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I, I, I've been on the road about 175 days a year for 20 years. It sounds like I work as hard as you do. And uh, then COVID hit, and I found myself not traveling as much and had a lot more time on my hands than I ever imagined. And I, you know, I sit in my office, and I had four books of articles and papers and you know cutouts of the topic of procrastination because I used to be a pretty bad procrastinator. I still procrastinate on a couple things, but I said to myself, well, listen, I, I've learned a lot made a lot of mistakes and I'm better at, at managing my procrastination. Oh. I put it together a book and it's, that's what I've done. And it's a very practical, very accessible, very sensible book. There you go. There you go. So, uh, you've taken and put together the book. Give us a 30,000 overview of what's inside and how we can all be better procrastinators. <laughs> yeah, it, the book has been, is written for procrastinators. 
Uh -huh. and, and so uh, you can start anywhere in the book. The last chapter has 10 lessons. There's a one on, um, on uh, procrastination hacks is another one. There's one about the research. Some people are interested in doing the research, the psychological research on procrastination. Mm -hmm. So you can open the book in the first five, six pages. You'll get four or five strategies on how to handle or manage your procrastination. But you can start anywhere. There you go. Uh, and so is it kind of a play on words? I mean, it does say in the byline, uh, over 101 strategies to help you manage your procrastination habit. Uh, who are these procrastinator people and why do they always procrastinate? Well, about 20 to 25% of the adult population in this country are chronic procrastinators. It's, mm. it's a lifestyle. So that's tens of millions of people. And there's a good chance you either know somebody or work with somebody that really is a, is a got procrastination as a, a bad habit. And it costs procrastinators uh, in, in their emotional uh, health, like in stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. They put things off they know they shouldn't do, but they still mm -hmm. do it. And this cycle just continues over and over and over again, and they pay a price for it. There they you go. I like how you say it's a lifestyle. It sounds like I've joined a cult or something. I'm in the procrastinator cult. But uh, why is it a lifestyle? What, what, what is it? Is this some sort of? Is there something that causes this behavior? Yeah. Uh, were we were we dropped as children or something? Is oh, no, no, <laughs> it wasn't that. You know, was it? Is yeah. this a DNA thing where uh, I don't know? I inherited something from my parents. Uh, no, there's no research that shows it's genetic in nature. What it is really is there's usually a task to do that you don't want to do. Huh. It's something noxious or aggravating or overwhelming. And what happens is our feelings start saying, oh, my God, I can't do this. I'm getting stressed. I'm getting anxiety. And the minute you step away from doing the task, and that's the key, you step away from doing the task. I'm not doing that right now. Oh, all those emotions just disappear. All those you know, huh. anxiety. And that's the hook. Because I walk away. Now, intellectually, I might say, oh, I still got to do that. But that's intellectually. But emotionally, I feel relief and no stress, and that's what keeps it going. That's what keeps ah. it going. So do we need to go back to a logical response? Or, well, you have several different ways to deal with this. So tease us out some of the ways that we can uh, utilize being a yeah. procrastinator. So I suppose, I'm go ahead. sorry. I, I was going to say, I suppose identifying that we have that problem is the first step. Maybe. Yeah, that's the first step. You know, ask your friends. They will tell you right away because right? you don't show up on time. You don't do this. You say, yeah, I'm sick today. They'll tell you right away or your spouse or your partner. And and so you can get some feedback. But how this kind of started for me was I was writing a dissertation 30-odd years ago, and I wasn't writing it. I was reading it, mm. right? which is a nice, sophisticated form of procrastination. I, I kept on researching, researching, researching. And my board chair said, uh, buddy, you got you to start writing this thing or you're out of here. And I got in a one-year extension. <laughs> and he would meet with me and say, Pat, you got to start writing. And what I did is it was one of the smartest things I've done in my life. I asked some colleagues who had already finished their dissertation. I said, mm. how the heck did you do it? And they all had these little strategies that I never even thought about. Mm. And the three that I adopted were this. And I think there are three core ones that people can kind of hear it and, and get to. First one is, is to make your progress visible somehow. If you've read five pages, written five pages, cleaned out of the corner of the garage, uh, painted one side of the house, make your progress visible somehow. And what I do in my life is I have an agenda every day with mm -hmm. uh, about six things on it. We'll talk a little bit about that. And every time I do something, I have a big black marker and I score it out so I can see it from a distance that I've accomplished something. And that, that's what I mean by making your progress visible. I really, I really like this because I have one of those tasks on my computer, 
And number one, I never turn it on, but it's on my <laughs> phone too. I mean, if there's something like really important I got to do that day, like a birthday or something, it'll yep. ping me. And I have my appointments on my calendar. That's different. But, you know, I have this task thing. And I, I, I was like, I'm going to do these tasks. But I like this yellow pen idea. I really it, do. It, it's very simple. It, it's very yeah. visual. And you and get I'm to like, see it and go, Because eh. <laughs> I always, even if I do a task that's on my computer task list. Right. It doesn't I never, feel. It doesn't I never cross it. But I like this because I'm like, I got to push some stuff today. And then the, the problem I have is, is I'll think of something I need to do, like a task. And I'll be like, I need to put that in the computer task list. Or, you know, maybe I'm driving or something. Or maybe I'm just, I don't know, I might be playing a video game or doing editing on the right. thing. And then I'm like, okay, I, I got to do this. And then you turn on the you turn on the phone and you're like, oh, the, is some something's on fire in uh, New York City and, in, in, uh, you know. Yep politics and you're like oh i better read that first before i put that task in and yeah, so i yeah. like this i'm gonna get me a yellow pad today you have sold me Absolutely. on this i'm gonna get That's a yellow pad today and sit right on the thing and then i gotta find a pen which i think yeah what well, having a pen's good sometimes you're just talking to a, 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 a the smartphone ever note or uh, remember the i've the tried mic. that you know what happens to that stuff <laughs> same thing that happens to the computer yeah i'm old-fashioned i do a lot of paper stuff. i like it i like it it's i'm doing paper. it because then good. it sits right there on the table, and I'll have to look at that pad. Yep. yep. Here's another one I, I use. I use working about 30-minute chunks, and your lifestyle seems to be a little bit different. I have a little control over the structure. I used to be able mm -hmm. to work an hour at a time when I was younger. Can't do that anymore. So now I do 30-minute chunks, and I get Post-its, right, 10 mm -hmm. or 12 Post-its, and each one represents a 30-minute uh, work chunk. Mm -hmm. And I put it on a wall, a whiteboard, across from my desk. And when I do my 30 minutes, I stand up, and someone taught me this. It's uh, unbelievable. I go and I wrinkle up one of those Post-its and throw it in the trash. And you're like, winning. It feels like you hit a home run or a great swing in a golf run. I love it. Is you can see the Post-its get less and less and less. Your motivation gets more and more and more. So that's another technique you can use that's really, for me, is very, very powerful. The other thing I wanted to mention is exactly – you got to write stuff down because our heads are not storage mechanisms, right? Yeah. They're thinking mechanisms. And the more you can get in the discipline of just writing it down on a poster or a piece of paper, that's just really good. I don't use computers for this kind of work. And I work in a very, you know, high intense environment like you do, but I, everything's paper for me. And I, that's what I like. There you go. You know, and, and that was the problem I found years ago. I used to have really uh, kind of high anxiety ADHD and I would lay in bed at night thinking about what work I needed to do the next morning and I would drive myself crazy because I wouldn't go to sleep and then I wouldn't be able to yep. function well the next morning and what I didn't realize was it was my brain constantly reminding me of stuff I think I saw right. somebody like right. your brain's trying to you know re rejigger your mind so that you yeah, can absolutely. remember and that's why it's repeating everything because it knows you're probably going to forget because you're an idiot and uh, so I, uh, so I, I took and, uh, started writing stuff down yep. and that made, that made all the difference. Cause then I didn't have to think about it anymore. I'm out. I'm like, yeah, wow, my mind's yeah, clear. I yep. can go to take a nap. Absolutely. The other thing I want to, I already kind of talked about the chewable chunks is a lot of people get caught into, I got to sit down and just punch this thing out. Hmm. And chewable chunks is do it in 10 minute increments. That's all you have to do is 10 minutes at a time over couple of hours you'll get a lot done so you don't have to sit down and grind yourself because procrastinators will not do that chewable chunks is really a way to go and then the third thing i learned from that dissertation thing and i resisted it chris tremendously 
was rewards work. And I said to my colleagues, do I need rewards? Shouldn't I be more mature than that? And you know, they said, what are you, nuts? Rewards are really effective. And every one of them had what they called reward maps. So if they finished the chapter or finished the section, they would do something really special for themselves, and it motivated them tremendously. So those three things. A reward. Rewards map. Uh, rewards work. Rewards then, Reward map. Wow, I've never heard of that term. That's yeah. pretty brilliant. That's pretty like brilliant. That. You have to have a variety. You just don't say, I'll, I'll sip a beer after every 30 minutes, right? It could be a latte. Yeah, it could be a walk with a friend. It could be reading a mystery. What's yeah. really dangerous is go on social media for that 10-minute break in between. Because you got you said you start reading about China and flowers and gorillas, and you know, three <laughs> hours later you say, "Boy, did I learn anything?" So you got to really stay away from social media. There you go. You don't. That's not a reward, people. That's a punishment, actually. Yeah. Uh, but I love this. The reward map whiteboards, and yep. you can you can create. They actually sell uh, whiteboards that you can pre-buy that has a reward chart on. Uh, looks like Pinterest. I googled that. Okay. But I like this idea. I like where there's steps to the reward. Because, uh, you know, trying to be accountable and stuff is just extraordinary. But I love this. This is brilliant. Yeah. Rewards work. And I, I said, I resisted it, but they all said, don't be silly. It really does work. Because you look forward to it. Yeah, because you, yeah, you've got something at the end of goal. You're not just slaving away going, all right, yes. you got to do this thing you don't, you're not really excited to do. Um, and, uh, you know, just go do it or else, you know. It's like, it's like Mikey, they're just like, just do it. And you're just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. That's true. Well, we don't want to do it. So you got to figure out what can I do to get started. And that's the hardest yeah. part for procrastinators is yeah. getting started. So you got to make starting easy, as easy as you can. I like this. Well, you know, I'll be like, hey, if you do this, you can go get a good burger and fries or something. There you go. That, you know. That'll work. There now, you go. don't have a two-minute task for that, right? But yeah. you can do a three-minute or 45-minute task and say, okay, the burger's coming with fries and the milkshake. Yeah. Absolutely will work. Maybe or have a summation, like if you do all six of these things today, you got a burger tonight or something like that. Yeah, yeah that would be probably good because you don't want to have a burger every uh, every other hour. Minutes, so that might not work out good. Yeah. Or a shot of whiskey, for that matter. You'll be pretty messed up by the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, but you could do it at the end of the day. You could treat yourself you to a glass yeah. of whiskey or a, a glass of wine or a latte or whatever it is. There you go, and and celebrate yourself. Um, no, I love this, uh, and this is a better way because I, I have a procrastination fascination problem and we talked to in the green room about i did a joke with you about how how uh the scientific term for my procrastination is just being a, a lazy bastard um <laughs> but you you had some scientific knowledge on what the difference is between someone who's lazy and someone who's a yeah. procrastinator tell us about that yeah that's a great differentiator chris because uh, a lot of people think that procrastinators are lazy and most of them are not mm. procrastinators suffer a lot of anxiety a lot of guilt a lot of stress. Lazy people don't have those emotions. They couldn't care less. And I said, <laughs> in the room, my buddy is a very talented guy uh -huh. and he, he has never lost a minute of sleep because he didn't do something. And he just says, oh, we'll get to it tomorrow. We'll get uh, to it. Yeah, and he's, so that's the differentiator. They really don't, they don't have those kinds of negative emotions <laughs> that we have. <laughs> I, uh, I might have figured that out. I might fall into that category, the lazy. Then I'm I'm not a procrastinator. I'm lazy, but at least now I know what I is. Yeah, uh, knowing what I is, I am what I am. Knowing what I am, uh, kind of helps. So there you go. Um, <laughs> oh man, wow. Yeah, I I have a bad habit of procrastinating what I need to do, and then and then pulling the whole college test, you know, uh, last minute 
and do it all, get it all done. You know, and that, that's, uh, that can be one of those challenges that I, I need to work on. Um, that's a great uh, piece of information because most of the research on procrastination, real rigorous scientific research, you know, is done with college students. Oh, really? Well, because you got, you got 15, you know, semester, 15 weeks of the semester. Sometimes it's 10 in different campuses and you can mm-hmm. track progress. And what they found uh, about 90% of the time is the professor or the faculty member says, okay, you need to finish these three papers by the end of the semester. And nothing happens for about what, for the first 14 weeks. And then week 15, they go, oh, my Lord. And they start working and uh, they get stressed out, smoking cigarettes, drinking too much, doing all-nighters, and they finally get it done. And usually their grades suffer because they didn't get a chance to do the quality control or edit it very well. You can can suffer a whole grade. So if you want to get an A and you do things at the last minute, you're probably going to end up with a B. There you go. And you talk about how billions and billions of dollars are wasted in uh, basically – people procrastinating and procrastinating companies as well, I suppose. Absolutely. There was a study in 2002 that a half a billion dollars of income tax, right? Late payments Mm -hmm. goes to the IRS because of people like me and you. Oh, wow. I believe the tax code is designed for procrastinators because it can get (laughs) overwhelming very quickly and they keep on putting it off and putting it off. And I was a younger guy, about 25, 27, you know, I used to pay penalties even after I got, uh, you know, an extension. And it cost me financially. Credit card yeah. payments late. No. Uh, not to the doctor because, oh, I can do it next week. You know, getting colonoscopies uh, next year. Yes, sir. And so you can hurt your health and, and your wealth. That's true. And there's probably a lot of people that do that uh, yes. where they, they uh, screw themselves up pretty freaking bad. Uh, I might be one of those people that, uh, you know, you, you put your health off and you don't take care of your health and, you know, you should go in for regular checkups and yep. I just go off. I just go in whenever like a, a body part falls off. Right. Right. If you bleed, I'm like, right. Right. like, Oh, that, that looks like I'm going to have to sew that back on. I don't have so kit, but, uh, it doesn't right. look like the duct tape's going to work this time for getting that duct taped back on. So, yep. uh, there you go. Um, and these are great over 101 strategies. Um, so what made you want to write this book on procrastination? Why did, why was this a, a thing for you? Yeah. Most of the books I, I've, I've written over the years, I, I was a former school teacher and principal mm-hmm. and at heart, I'm a teacher and try to make people's lives a little bit easier. And I deal with a lot of senior leaders in higher education. I've done stuff at Google and Apple and some of those fancy places too. general electric, Mm-hmm. And these very high-powered people, a lot of times you get to know them a little bit, and they realize they put off decision-making, which is another form of procrastination, until they have more information and more data and more analysis. Uh-huh. And I realize that's a form of procrastination, just like my reading my dissertation is. A lot of senior leaders will delay and delay and delay when they kind of know in their heart or their instincts, i got to cut bait here and move things forward. So it became a kind of a fascinating thing to listen to them and say, here's some strategies that you can do to be lessen your procrastination. There you go. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the yellow pad for like from day to day, there's stuff that really needs to get done. And, uh, and that I need to do today. It's like the need to do stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like, you have to get this done today. There's just, you know, and, and sometimes I'll put that off and be like, Oh, do that in a few hours. And, uh, and then, you know, I've got my task list on the computer. I'm looking at it now. I need to figure out how to make this thing. So that auto loads whenever I load my computer, I use, I think it's Microsoft task or, uh, the windows task. Um, and, uh, the problem is I never open it. I just, 
never do. And uh, that's one of the problems. So I don't really look at them. And the, about the only time I look at it, if if is if I is if I go, uh, oh, I need to add a task to this, and then I go in. and I'm like, hey, look at all these uh, stuff. You know, all get overwhelmed. Yeah. So, real quick advice on that. And for years, I used to do ten things a day. I don't know where I got that notion, but a lot of professionals do that. The top ten, the top ten, the top ten. And now we got to like seven and maybe eight, which is a lot. And I would feel yeah. like a failure. I didn't get the nine and ten. And I'm talking to oh, a wow. of mine and saying, you know, I, I just feel frustrated. And he says, why would you have 10 things to do, important things to do every day? I said, well, <laughs> to have that? And he said, I only do five. And he was a lot more successful than I was. I said, you only do five? He says, Pat, cut it in half. Cut it in half. And I was reluctant to do it, but I tried it because, you know, he's a smart guy. Very yeah. successful. And if you do five pretty important things a day, you're world class. And the other things, and wow. what happens sometimes is, if you do five or six, and you don't you don't get the number six, then you add it to the list. And now you have seven tomorrow, and the next day you have eight or nine. That's not the way to do it. You have to discipline and say the five things I need to do today, and possibly a sixth. It's, no, a, wow. it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Definitely, definitely. I like this. Uh, you're going to get me more organized with this book and everything. Hopefully, because yeah. uh, this is hopefully. So I'm 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 going to try not to say. Well, I'm going to put. I'm going to get that book and read it tomorrow. <laughs> right. But if Don't you just do one thing, that's the key. The, one of the things about procrastinators is we're over-aspirational. And we hear a bunch of ideas. And say, oh, we're going to try this and this and this and this. If you do one thing, if you do the yellow sheet of paper with your agenda, that's a home run. That's a home I run. Think it, I think it will be. And I like it because it'll sit here on my desk because I get I get spacey and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, you, <laughs> then you start reading social media. You know, we're on social media. It's part of the way we market the business. Yeah. So. Absolutely. It's really easy to go on there, and you're like, "What's going on in Zimbabwe?" And right. You're right. like, uh, and you're down this wormhole, and then like an hour later, you're like, oh, "I've been looking at my phone for an hour." You know, yep. TikTok's the worst for that. Yep. So there you go. Um, these these are pretty insightful. Tell us about your journey, and and uh, let's get a plug in for some of your other books. I know you've done some books on leadership and some other things as well. Yeah, I've done some work on presidential transitions. It's something I have some expertise in in higher education. Really? How to get a new leader coming in and making sure he or she really is connected to the people and the culture, understand the history. And uh, it, it, it goes way beyond logistics. you really got to design processes to make sure that they get, get known. People want to know who the leader is quickly. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is people don't tend about leaving. We don't like ending. So the person who's leaving sometimes just kind of quietly ekes out, and that's not good. I mean, if you're a president mm -hmm. of an institution, uh, you want to make sure the leading part is elevated and, uh, and, and the work is very, uh, very honored. So I've done three or four books on presidential transitions. I've done some work oh, on wow. performing teams. Mm -hmm. I just the book uh, on creativity. And this is a great title, by the way, I think it is, Chris, is Climbing Bubbles, How to Increase Your Creative IQ. We just finished that book. Oh, really? And is that yeah. coming out soon? It's going to come out soon. Yes. Yeah, it'll come out mm -hmm. next week or two. So uh, it, it's, it's a great, once again, a very practical, uh, doable, you can read a couple of pages and say, oh, that's one way I can enhance my creativity. Because a lot of us don't think we're very creative, and we're mm -hmm. all very creative. You're very creative in your profession, to say the least. Try. We try. Um, let's have you back for that, too, by the way. Let's schedule it. I like the, I like the concept of climbing bowls. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like yeah. what I do every day trying to climb. Well, a bubble. friend of mine said that, and it just caught my attention. I said, man, how can you climb bubbles? Well, that's what creativity is all about. So yeah. I, can't, I gave her credit in the book, obviously, but that's another thing, but listen to other people, learn from other people. Procrastinators are not very good at learning from other people. So mm -hmm. ask people for help. Most people will, will help you out. Especially you if, go. Ask. if you go to paint the house, 
you never painted your house before. Talk to the guy next door who's painting this house. How did it go? What do I do? Do I need to get a land? I mean, all those kinds of things that'll leverage your time and get rid of the frictions that can get you in the way. There you go. Uh, it's pretty freaking awesome, man. I love this concept. Uh, when you uh, do, you do coaching to help people overcome their uh, overcome their issues. Yeah, I do. I select a few of people who are really kind of motivated uh, to change. Because a lot of times it's a career. A lot of times, if you're a procrastinator, you're a VP and you want to be a president, or whatever the titles are, a VP and you want to be a principal. A lot mm -hmm. of times, procrastination will keep you from doing that. And uh -huh. that's where I'd like to be able to help people. And and, and 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 not criticize them. A lot of times the self-criticism that procrastinators beat themselves up with doesn't work. And we know that from a research point of view. Being kinder to yourself kind of works. And I don't want to sound like a touchy-feely kind of person, but beating yourself up doesn't help. Being kind to yourself, saying, hey, I got five things done today. That's a victory. Right? Mm -hmm. Being kinder is good. There's Definitely. one thing that enabled me. One of the things, is that okay if I just share this, like I still procrastinate? Please do. Yeah. My income tax returns, I hate my income tax returns like everyone does, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. I find it very, very difficult. And so I came across this concept called temptation bundling. And it's very evocative. Temptation bundling is when you take a noxious task like your income tax and you marry it or connect it to something that you like to do. So mm -hmm. if you don't want to do some exercise, you might exercise with a friend. Or you don't want to clean out the garage, but you might listen to the sports station. You don't want to iron all the clothes until you watch a movie while you're doing it. You you bundle the temptation with what you don't want to do, and it'll move you forward. And how I do it is I like sports a lot, especially football. And uh, I'll get my all my notes, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll do my income tax. I'm going to organize it over about a week period of time. It takes me a lot longer, but I enjoy the experience. I say, oh look at that passer. Eagles are looking pretty good this year. I love it. And I mm -hmm. get done. And the key for procrastinators is not worrying about the time frame is completing. And if you complete it, you got a big victory. We put these deadlines in our heads. You chase deadlines all your life. And mm -hmm. we're not very good at identifying realistic deadlines. There you go. How do I know if I'm a procrastinator? How many people are chronic procrastinators? About 25% of the pop adult population in this country. <laughs> and it's cross-cultural. You could drop us in China, Nigeria, Brazil. <laughs> And they're doing the same thing that we're doing. We're procrastinating. So, so it's no, not a cultural thing or, you know, people in a certain country doing this. Yeah, not, exactly. Yeah, you go there and visit them and see what they're doing. Now, it's across, across the world, people procrastinate about the same amount of population. There you go. And this is the same reason people fail with most of their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, great point. You, the mm -hmm. research is 92% of us fail by the end of January. And there's, <laughs> there's, there's two reasons for this that are really important for people. We're way too aspirational. Like I said, about, you know, a couple of years ago, my, my doctor, I said, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds in January. And, it, and he knows me really well. And he said, are you ridiculous? It took you a year to gain 20 pounds. You're not going to lose 20 pounds. <laughs> he said, let's go for one pound a week. And I said, oh, one pound a week ain't much. He said, in three months, you will see a big difference. And he was exactly right. So we have sure. way too many goals, right? Mm -hmm. And then somehow, magically, by the end of January, we're going to accomplish all these things. And so the, the research shows us, have more time. Give yourself more time. Like he said, over three months, a pound a week, and I actually lost 15 pounds, so I was very pleased with that. Oh, there you go. Be realistic, right? Cut down your goals and give yourself more time, and that'll help That'll help anyone out. I mean, that'll help anyone out because, like I said, 92% of us don't get their resolutions, and we beat ourselves up for it. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. We we we're very bad that way. Um, well, what is uh, something you call it? The planning fallacy. What is that? 
Oh, that's great. That's by a guy named Daniel Kahneman, who's a very famous Nobel Prize winner in economics, a brilliant, brilliant guy. Now, he wrote a lot of stuff, but this is the one thing I took away from him. And it's the same things that we've been talking about, is that Kahneman is, won a Nobel Prize for this kind of theory. And the theory is it will always take longer, always. And he mm -hmm. was part of a project he thought would be done in the summer, and it took seven years. Mm-hmm. And so he's a, he's a research scientist. He said, we got to figure this out. He says, always take longer and it will always be harder. So if you have those two things, when you take on a project, you got to realize up front. So if it's going to be harder. You better have rewards set up for yourself. You better have chewable chunks set up for yourself. You better have temptation bundling uh, set up for yourself because it is going to be harder. Something meaningful. I'm not talking about taking out the garbage, but something meaningful, like going for an MBA or cleaning out the garage or, you know, raising a good family. I mean, all those things take time and it's a lot of effort and a lot of uh, uh, patience on the part of the, the parents. They do. I, I like the, you mentioned chewing the chunks. One of my things that I always have when I'm doing a giant task is to think of, okay, this is huge. And I, I feel the, like you mentioned before, the overwhelmingness of it. Absolutely. And I go and, and I go, okay, you, you're, you've got an elephant in front of you. Okay. Let's start chewing the eating the elephant one bite at a time. That's so just great. let's let's grab a bite, start chewing, and I've I've kind of habitualized myself to a while that I know that okay if we start down the road we start chewing that thing one day that elephant's going to be gone. What what's the next step? What's not the whole elephant right? You yeah. you this out one chunk at a time, one chunk at a time, and over time that elephant will disappear. It'll take a long time, but it'll be done. It'll, it's great. it'll that's be a great, that's a great strategy. Uh, it is. The problem is just trying to get, you know, to that first, that first bunch of bites where you're just like, you finally sit down with yourself and you go, you know, you do that, uh, Faustian bargain or whatever. Yep. <laughs> like, is it Faustian bargain? Uh, where yeah. you're like, yeah, where you're like, uh, okay, well, let's get her done. Let's get, get her done. Yeah. Starting is the hardest part. Doing. I mentioned that and doing just starting is important. What we know, if you start a task, Mm -hmm. About 50% of the time, you'll continue. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good odds. 50%, that's a pretty good shot. If it doesn't happen, then you come back the next day, you take another little bite. Take another bite and just keep just keep pushing towards that effort. Um, okay. And these are real important aspects. People can use these in all in all sorts of different things to Absolutely. get stuff done. But I, I, I fell in love, probably it appeals to me, the yellow pad thing. Um, yeah. I, I've always loved legal yellow pads. I used to do this thing. <clears throat> I talked about it in my book. That the way I used to innovate was I would go on trips and I would take a legal yellow pad with me because I come yeah. from the old world. And uh, and looking at the blank slate of the yellow pad would make me always want to fill it in. And yep. so I would put down ideas and I just start writing down whatever I put down. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. And once I started writing down ideas, it would fill. And it was also a great way for me to kind of have that blank slate to look at something I wanted to innovate from a different angle like start over basically you know yeah. it's like there's nothing on the page let's just start over with this idea or process in my business and let's just start over like why what what goes here what goes in one place and sometimes i would you know look at a, something i innovated over and over again years before and i'd just be like why do i do it this way and i'd write it down and review it and then i'd be like oh the, this is why i did it this way because the other ways suck uh, right. so this actually is the best way right now and um and so I would do that, and then, uh, uh, but the, uh, I love the concept of yellow pad. I would always keep yellow pads with me whenever I wanted to yep. be an idea man. But now I need to keep one around. It sounds like for tasks. 
try it and see if it works for you. But I love the idea of you got a blank. It's a blank slate, right? You, you're mm -hmm. fresh, new, mm -hmm. and, you, and what are the possibilities? And then your brain's smart; it'll fill things in there. But yeah, yeah. And that whole work. thing of being able to cross it out and then you know rip one off for the day and <laughs> throw it, it away. And you're like, like a hours. <laughs> and I, I learned that post-it thing from a, a guy who's in government, who's a secretary to reported to the governor in Pennsylvania. And he had this whiteboard with all these post-its. And I said, well, Michael, what is that? And he explained the process to me. And I, the minute I heard it, I said, I'm going to use this. And I've used yeah. it for about 15 years. Setting up the risk-reward. I would imagine identifying, though, uh, you know, that you're, you're having an emotional response to something you should do logically. It might be, you know, one of the ways to deal with that. You know, you're like, I'm being a bit of an emotional little baby about this. Grow up. I don't know. Does that help at all? I don't well. Know. It, what it, what do they call it? Surfing your emotions. Ah, what, surfing emotions. Yeah, because sometimes that's a you're in a, a, a um, in a social setting and you get upset because someone said something stupid or off record. Mm -hmm. well, you're not gonna start yelling and screaming at somebody, even though that's what you feel like, right? So no, you just throw something at them across right, the table. Right, oh, right. Don't do that, folks. I'm just but some, there's times we can control our emotions because it's appropriate, and so our emotions don't have to drive us. And that's one mm. of the things procrastinators. They feel these emotions, and if they can do surfing by just watching it, and one of the biggest things they can do is learn to meditate for about five or ten minutes, not for 30 minutes or an hour, but for five or ten minutes, and you begin to see that your thoughts are, are always passing by, and you're not reacting to them. You don't mm -hmm. have to react to the stress or anxiety. Now, that takes some skill and some practice, but that's one of the biggest levers around procrastination. There you go, and that'll, I mean... That's that's one of the biggest challenges you have. Uh, any final thoughts as we go out and pitch on the book you want to throw at people? Yeah, two things. It's sometimes it's really helpful for you to have an accountability partner, ah, and that's yes. someone you have a lot of respect for. You know, not just a buddy mm -hmm. you drink a few beers with, but someone who, if you gave them your word, mm -hmm. you know, it'd be a strong commitment. And you wouldn't want to come. I wouldn't want to come to Chris and say, you know, Chris, I said I was going to do this, but I didn't do it because I'd be very concerned. You'd be, you know, feel less about me. So an accountability uh -huh. partner. Is, is is really a powerful little lever. And the last thing I'll, I'll share, Chris, uh, if we have time, is yes. Mark Twain said years ago, and I think it's a big misdirection, you've got two frogs, eat the big one first. And for procrastinators, they'll never eat the big one first. Won't happen. But the little one, right, it's mm -hmm. horrible. Uh, cut it in little slices. Uh, make it a social activity with some friends. Have your mm -hmm. reward maps. All those kinds of little activities. And all of a sudden, I get done this small frog or small task. I feel successful. I'm motivated. And now I have some strategies to tackle the bigger task. So sometimes go. go for the small one, get her done with some of these little tools and techniques, and then you can tackle the big task. There you go. I love it. So give people the final pitch. Tell people where to buy the book and your .com. Yeah. It's, uh, it, the book is on Amazon, um, uh, How to Be a Better Procrastinator. Uh, and my the name of my company is my last name, The Sanahan, S-A-N-A-G-H-A-N Group dot com mm -hmm. and there's a lot of good books and articles and papers and all that kind of stuff on there. there Thank you, you very much, Chris, for your time. This was this was fun. This has been a lot of fun, and you've given me some tools to deal with my lazy self. 
and the people with procrastination and don't procrastinate putting off buying the book folks and uh, right. guess what? Right. It, it's almost the holiday season so the best thing to do is give this away as a gift to maybe some of the people you know if you're that wife who's always trying to get the husband to do the honeydews all the right. time and you know yep. he's uh, i don't know busy playing video games or whatever it is have him uh get him the book so you can you get more of those honeydews done i can see like a whole bunch yeah, of absolutely I, I had a colleague of mine that mailed a copy of the book to his partner mm -hmm. anonymously the partner opens it up and sees the book is what is this all about so <laughs> he's he, doing him anonymously. Yeah, it was like, kind of a quiet <laughs> uh, anonymous feedback and so he kind of said oh and he read the book so well, there thanks you go. a lot Thank you very much. Holiday season's coming up, folks. Order it for your family. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We certainly appreciate it. Go to goodreads.com, Chris LinkedIn.com, Chris YouTube.com, Chris Foss, and Chris Foss one on the tickety talkity. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time. And that should happen.